Hey, what's up? Today we are talking to Swarm, a bass music artist that is really killing right now, and his music is a really cool combination that is influenced majorly from metal, but is in this dark EDM realm. He's doing huge shows, he's out there doing fly-in tour dates, and there's very similar things between our two sides of the industry, but also a lot of differences. And I've never really talked to someone that's so in deep in the EDM side, so it's really interesting to kind of hear the different perspectives. And really good conversation, and we're going to get to that, but first... One of the best ways you can support the podcast is by leaving a five-star review on whatever platform you're currently listening on. We are one of the fastest-growing metal podcasts in the world, and leaving that review helps push us to the algorithm and to people that might not have heard us otherwise. Our goal is to show the lived experiences of different musicians and different people that have worked in the industry and to inspire people to want to be involved and want to reach out into their dreams by hearing the experiences on this podcast. So you leaving a five-star review pushes us to someone that might not have heard it if you hadn't, and you might change someone's life. <laughs> it's like pulling teeth trying to get people to leave reviews, but really that's what we're talking about. We're just trying to reach people to inspire them to get involved in the music industry. So again, if you could leave a five-star review, and uh, I would appreciate that greatly. Thank you. Let's get into the conversation with Swarm. I am Johnny McBee, and you're listening to the Burn This World podcast. Uh, no, no. Okay. Just don't uh, mention Swarm at all, or the fact I make music and we're good. <laughs> Perfect. Um, yeah, and so I am here with... Um, an unnamed artist that I'm not going to mention the name for <laughs> and uh, swarm. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? I'm perfect. Just uh, hanging out in Tennessee, you know, just looking at places. Do you live in Tennessee? No, all over the place. Uh, we're kind of looking where we want to, where we want to buy a place. And so we're kind of checking out the mountains here, the mountains there. Uh, oh, dude, we were just up there. Me and my, uh, my fiance, because we were thinking about moving to Nashville, yeah. and uh, we went up, we went up there and uh, looked at a bunch of houses. We ended up not doing anything there, but yeah. stayed in Jacksonville here because we found a really awesome house here. But that's a yeah, that's a good area, buying, dude. That yeah. shit's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. It's it's a, it's, a, it's a fucking fucking war zone in there right now. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, um, are you good, trying to get a house? Well, uh, yeah, we were looking at it, uh, trying to figure out like a lot of different things would help. But our daughter's <clears throat> getting to that age where you know it'd be nice if she was more planted in like one area to make some friends and everything. And for sure, yeah. Um, and we have a big old dog, and so you know, a hundred fifty pound dog living in an RV is not optimal. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you do? You really do live everywhere right now? Yeah, we tr we travel all over the place, and so. Yeah, it's, crazy. yeah, it's been it's been sweet, but we definitely know we want to be in the mountains away from oh, yeah. a city. That's like <laughs> and yeah, away from people. Yes, that, that's that's <laughs> the main requirements. That's it. That's the that's the literal life goal is to for me and uh, my fiance is just to to do what we do what we love, have fun, make a impact, and then go move away into the middle of nowhere in the mountains forever. <laughs> I wonder what it is about musicians and creative people that it's like. 
we have to be in these cities and in these places to perform and to interact with other musicians. But then the goal is to just get away from all of that. Um, right. Like it's very common amongst like so many creative people. But for me, it's like um, there, there's like to me, it would be very difficult to be creative in a space that I, if I'm just like tired of working on music or whatever, and I just want to walk outside and then I step out on a street and there's just traffic and sounds and all this stuff happening. Like I want to step outside and hear nothing at all. Yeah. And and you want to see something beautiful that inspires you too. Exactly. Or yeah. at least that's how I am. But I, I, and I think it's definitely different things for everyone. For everyone. Uh, I personally know that it's because I was homeschooled my entire life. Mm-hmm. And um, so I never really had many friends growing up. Like I had like two friends and they're still my two best friends to this day. Yeah. Uh, Cause that's just the kind of person I am. You know, I'm just, my circle is sacred and uh, I love, you know, talking with people and everything, but just, I'm just at, at heart, I'm just like a loner <laughs> and I just love being alone. And that's when I get most inspired is yeah. as always when I'm just with my thoughts and just, I'm a, I'm a huge, I'm just a music freak. I've always loved music more than anything else. And so yeah, just listening to music alone, especially, you know, driving at night in the car. Oh my God. It's yeah. just, it's fucking magical. And I love music, but be, having to be in front of people, which is on, it's, it's like a double-edged sword because, you know, obviously that's, that's what you want. You want to be in front of people. And that is the whole reason why all of us bust our ass for years and years and years. And on the other hand, you're just like, okay, I've done it. I've done the thing. I would like to uh, crawl back into my cocoon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and until further notice. And that's exactly it. Like, I feel like that environment is what we all want to be in, in that moment. But Mm -hmm. outside of that moment, I don't want to be in an environment like that. You know? Absolutely. (laughs) Like, well, it's a a giant distraction. Yeah. The big time. We we were struggling where we just were. We were like right outside of Houston for a while. um, Mm -hmm. Because I was running a lot of stuff in Texas. And um, there's just so much there. It's like, it was, we started getting in the habit of having breakfast at Starbucks every morning, you know? Oh man. It was like, and if we were doing our daughter, her, my wife's and mine, it was like 40 bucks a day on something we could just make at home. Whereas like yeah. when we lived in, in the country, like we would never even question going out to eat like that for breakfast, you know? And so right. it's like, it's, oh, a, exactly. it's a time sink because you have to drive. You're around all these people. It's stressful. And you spend all this unnecessary money. It's just being out in the middle of nowhere is just the best thing for everything, really. Yeah, that, that's also a great point because that's one of our dreams is to be able to just have a farm also yep. and grow our own shit because we cook pretty much everything. Like Heck We yeah. go out to eat for special occasions, but Lauren, is uh, who's my fiance, is just a an insane cook yep. and uh chef, I should say. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Lauren. Um, and I, when she met me, like my daily food was just like a protein bar and like a handful of nuts and yeah. like a protein shake for like three times a day. Yeah. That was just like all I ate because like, I didn't, uh, I didn't just, I didn't care. Yeah. I was just, you know, it's just a means to an end, which is just eat. So I could go back to my computer and work. Exactly. Um, but uh, then when we moved in together and now we have a house together, it's uh it's a whole different ball game. Definitely. Like now the last thing on my mind is like, what am I going to order to eat or like <laughs> whatever? And now it's like, what can I make? 
Exactly. I'm gonna have to go to the store and get ingredients. <laughs> See, I and I'm I'm kind of in that same boat. Uh, my wife kind of really opened me up to eating a lot more different stuff because um, mm-hmm. I was basically same. I was the throw nuggets in the um, in the oven and eat that. Like you know, no sides, no <laughs> yeah. nothing. I was just yeah. eating vegan nuggets three times a day. You know, and <laughs> my wife, same thing. She um really really good cook, and it just like even with her. She like asked me what's on I want, and I'm like, I think you know best what I should eat. So let's just do whatever you think. <laughs> so it's like uh, sure. that, that's what I used to do too. I still do that yeah. because like <laughs> there's only a certain amount of like creative power I can put into it. Exactly, especially when she's gone. Like right now, she's she works uh, in the music industry also, and she's mm-hmm. in uh, at the Gorge in Washington setting up uh, a base canyon for this weekend, which I will be going to and playing uh, uh, Thursday. But uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah she, so, but like, so when she's gone, that's when I have to really like, shit. Okay, the pressure's <laughs> on. The pressure's on, dude. I gotta make something delicious so I can send her a picture, and she can get pissed and jealous. <laughs> exactly. That's awesome. <laughs> um, but fuck seafood. I don't like seafood. Yeah, dude. I've I've had Can't to step it. away from that. Yeah, I'm not into it. <laughs> yeah, that that's my only. That's my that's my limit. And weird weird shit. Like really crazy, like organs and stuff. Yeah, no, I don't. I, don't I can't do that. that. No, not happening. Can't do it. <laughs> I mean, you talked before, and a lot of the stuff that you're doing is kind of going out and doing uh, like kind of one-offs and then going home, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. That is that is a majority of how this bass music industry or electronic music industry works. Um, there are bus tours for sure, and there are also van tours, uh, but it's it's uh, it's definitely not as common to have any of the other ones, especially with gas prices what they are right now. Yeah. Um, but there's, I was on a tour um, over the summer of Black Tiger Sex Machine, which is a, another like electronic act uh, in the general realm of my music. And we, they were on the bus. They had some of the artists on the tour on the bus. I was not on every date and I was not on the bus. I did fly outs, mm-hmm. which just basically involved flying out to the other end of the country and then flying back the next day. Or like if I got lucky, there was two or three. And then we'd either drive to the next one or fly. Like I did um, Los Angeles, then San Francisco, um, and then uh, like uh, Salt Lake City to Denver. You know, they're yeah. around the same areas. And, you know, there's a couple like one, two, three jumps, which is way easier to do that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's mostly flyouts because, I mean, there's a, there's a huge difference between because I got my musical start in a band nothing noteworthy but like that's how i learned about songwriting and all that kind of stuff so i've done the tour i've done the sleep uh you know wherever the fuck you possibly can yeah uh you know thing and uh being in a cramped van pulling a big old trailer through fucking thunderstorms and (laughs) slick ass roads and iced over roads and all that kind of shit so it's definitely different than that there are huge advantages to the kind of music i do but there is something very satisfying about the manual grind yeah. of touring uh, and driving, which uh, I do miss quite, quite often. So I, I really like it when I can drive into a show. Yeah. And so th- a lot of people talk about stuff like this, like doing fly-ins and talking about how, how awesome it would be like not having to do the driving and all that sort of stuff. But I feel yeah. like being, I mean, are you doing shows like almost every weekend or every other or something like Usually, yeah, usually every weekend on in like in season. Yeah. Um, I've had about three weeks off now because it's about to be like the finale for festival season. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually in Dallas like uh three weeks ago. Yeah. 
and uh, Dallas and Austin. And then um, it's it's so fucking hot there. Holy fuck. <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, like, <laughs> it was like we landed and the flight attendant was literally like, everyone, please close your fucking blinds. She didn't say fucking. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing. I'm paraphrasing. Um, everyone, please close your blinds because it's hot as actual hell outside. And we need this fucking, <laughs> we need the air uh, to circulate for the next uh the next flight exactly. and everybody just laughed because she literally was like it's just hotter than hell right now and i'm just like oh my god it's 109 yeah holy shit yeah texas is brutal like that being even in tennessee is so much better it's like at least like 30 percent better temperature here <laughs> i was in i was in tennessee in february and the weather it was freezing balls oh, cold and i absolutely loved it it there was fantastic <laughs> um but anyways i totally went off on a tangent like i tend to do um <laughs> Yeah, and with the with the flyout dates, um, yes, like flyouts, like right. ev- doing every weekend. I feel like that would also get kind of grueling, just in airports, like nonstop, like two three days a week being in an airport. Oh yeah, I mean not only two or three days a week. Like after uh, the pandemic or pandemic one, whatever you want to call it, because um, we've had multiple parts. It feels like an ongoing saga at this point. But like the right after. Um, everything opened back up and we started, you know, I started flying again. Cause you know, obviously like everybody, there was like a year period where most everybody that was in the entertainment industry kind of just furloughed and had to figure out other ways to do things. Yeah. Um, but especially then, like a lot of the direct flights got broken, like broken off. And so there was, there's almost no direct flights anywhere anymore. So not only are you in an airport, uh, the day before, the day after, or just, you know, departing and then arriving back home. Um, there's usually two or three airports on the way for each, each yeah. way. And, you know, and again, you know, there's, there's positives to, to that, obviously you get there faster or, you know, in the case of like, I'll be going to Seattle, Washington and I'm, I'm in Florida. So, you know, I would take me several fucking days to drive yeah. <laughs> and you know, I don't have to do that. Cause I'll be able to be there in like eight or nine hours, yeah. but still, you know, it, it can definitely grind, especially cause you know, you're kind of at their mercy. Like you have to, uh, they, you can't just make your own flight time. You have to pick from the, right. what they have. And a lot of times it's either just at the ass crack of dawn <laughs> after a show, which, you know, shows are late. They, you're going to get back to the hotel or wherever you're staying, you know, easily three or four in the morning. If you're going to stay afterwards and chat with uh, people that want to talk to you or yeah. any of that kind of stuff, which because like, it doesn't matter how tired I am. I'm always going to do that because just the fact that somebody wants to For talk sure. to me and tell me nice things, just like, Holy shit. <laughs> I've, I literally have never thought that this was even a possibility that could happen to me, but um, yeah. So it just, it really does get tough. And you know, um, there's a lot of science behind being in the air that high a lot. And it does do take a really hard toll on your body. My blood pressure <laughs> since I started like uh, playing a lot of shows and flying, like pretty much for all, for all intents and purposes every weekend uh, and the large scheme of things, like yeah. my blood pressure just skyrocketed. So now I have to stay super active because like, you know, it's just crazy. It just, it really does wreck your body and yeah. I have to like, drink a liquid IV after I'm done flying now because I just gets really dehydrated. <laughs> it sucks. Yeah. You know, there, there's definitely drawbacks to it, but uh, there's a lot of positives, but you know, and there's also TSA. <sighs> yeah. You know, all that fun stuff, but, but you're building up uh, it is a different of, world. There's, uh, flyer there's, miles, right? I do. I do. <laughs> yeah. If I'm really lucky. Yeah. Uh, the saving, gra- the real saving grace of doing that. Cause I do fly a lot. I have, 
like a bunch of miles and stuff. And so sometimes like very rarely I'll get upgraded to like a roomier seat or like once or twice I've been upgraded to first class. Then it's just like, dude, you can fly all you want. I'm good. <laughs> right. Take your time. Yeah. That's, that's, awesome. that's the way to do it. But yeah. I'm not going to waste money on that shit because oh, for sure. I'm one, I'm not that fancy. And two, I don't have that much money. Yeah, definitely. And like, that's uh, with you were saying like, um, yeah, have a bunch of people that are coming up to you, uh, coming to the shows and talking to you at the shows. Are a lot of these things festivals or, or are they actual just like three artist shows or something like that? Um, definitely the majority are the, the shows. Okay. Like in venues. Yeah. Like um, when I played in Dallas, we played at um, the factory. Yeah. Um, used to be known as Bomb Factory. Um, yeah. Like, like shows like that. It's just, it's uh, um, interesting. That's the majority of them. Yeah. There's just specific seasons that there'll be a bunch of festivals. So there becomes less shows because there's people know that people are going to yeah. save up money to go to festivals rather than uh, uh, one-off shows during like this part of the year. And yeah. uh, like in the, the beginning of the summer. And so like these, these one-off shows like this, that's just like a show at like a, a house of blues or whatever type normal venue. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Are, are they flying in multiple DJs from like multiple places to put on these shows? Or is it like yes. you with yep. like openers? Like, uh, it just depends. Um, but it's almost always, usually there's one local, you know, in that regard, it's very similar format to, to the uh, industry you're in, you know, the, the metal yeah. um, routine too. Um, but uh, yeah, usually there's everyone besides the, uh, the opener or sometimes two will be from just who fucking knows where. Right. Sometimes like I've, there's one dude that not too long ago I played with that. He was literally from England and he flew in to play like three shows and fly back. And it's just like, Holy shit, dude. <laughs> Yeah. And so, so, yeah, no, it really just depends. I mean, these shows have to be doing um, like really good numbers for the promoter afford guarantees plus like fly in like fees, like travel fees. So, mm-hmm. are like all these shows like packed out like thousand cap rooms? Or are you guys doing, are you doing like some like 400 cap rooms at all? Or absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's cool. Cause I mean, there's a really cool, I mean, I'm sure, you know, um, like, you know, if you've ever, when you play on a big ass stage in front of a shitload of people, that is its own thing. It's like, yeah. it's not even remotely the same feeling as being in a tiny club where people are just losing their shit and there's just sweat everywhere. Yeah. And it's just chaos. And that's my favorite thing same. by far. Like I would play a 400, you know, even just a sm- tiny ass Ruben Peck in a, just as many people as we can without getting in trouble. Yeah. That, cause like, if you're going to be in that situation, you're there to have fun. You're not there to fucking show off or you're not there yeah. to, you know, for the most part, you're not there to, to look cool. You're just like, hell yeah, dude, this is going to be a, I'm going to leave very sweaty and I'm going <laughs> to, you know, I'm probably going to be covered in something else like beer or something that gets, <laughs> cause it's just inevitable at that point from some of these people. But like, yeah, I just love that. And, yeah. and playing on a big stage is really cool. But, um, I definitely prefer the smaller ones, but yeah, that's literally uh, like I, I, you said house of blues. I did play house of blues this year for the first time. It was very fucking cool. Like that's a bigger place. I think it's like here in Orlando, it's like 2,500 or something or so. And that's a bigger on the bigger end of venues. I've also on the last tour, I played the uh, first bank arena Uh in uh, Denver. So it's like an actual arena. And that was the biggest indoor venue that I'd ever played. And it was, pretty much just like playing a festival. Cause you're just like, 
well, these lights are really bright and I literally can't see past the first 10 rows. So <laughs> right. I'm just going to assume there's people there. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, no, it's, I, I love the smaller ones and there are a lot like a five to 700 cap room uh, is usually what a lot of these places are. Okay. I mean, that's interesting um, to just know that, that, that money's there like that. I mean, in, in the metal world, like bands get paid good for like those 500 cap rooms. But the thing is you're having to get, you know, five or six or seven people there. So doing any right. other option, but driving isn't really there, but since it's you and what do you maybe fly like one other person with you sometimes? Like sometimes, yeah. sometimes it's usually just me though. Yeah. So that that's actually affordable. If it's a, even a $400 round trip, like you still have plenty of room in a 500 cap room to pay for that. Plus a guarantee. Mm-hmm. Like there's, yeah. it makes a lot of sense. Um, to do that and that the venues and promoters are capable financially to be able to do that. Um, but I assume that a lot of these, um, cause like you're, you're doing a lot of really big shows, but you're, um, obviously not as big as these huge, huge DJs that are out there in the sense of like doing those, sure. you know, massive rooms. So are there still, sure. um, shows that you'll go to that you'll fly into and the room will be like half full or will be like, you know, 50 people in a 300 cap. Like, does that ever happen in your, in your like current situation? Like uh, as me, me as the headliner or no, like me just being built on a show with somebody else. Yeah. Like, general, uh, yeah. yeah, no, it, it, it's, it's the same thing as, as it was in metal. And I remember okay. in the, in my band days that, uh, you know, you didn't want to play first if you, you know, didn't have to, because, yeah. you know, a lot of people like to come late. Yeah. Same deal. Same okay. exact deal. Not every show is incredible. There's just, there's no way around it. Not every single one is going to be amazing. Yeah. Um, I've been lucky to where a lot of them have been amazing. Yeah, for um, sure. And that I have, oh, sorry, I dropped something. Uh, people that actually want to come see me. So they do come early if, I, yeah. if I'm playing early. That's it. And uh, that is something I've definitely worked hard to, to, to be able to do. Yeah. Uh, but no, yeah, absolutely. I've, I've, there's been uh, even on the last tour, like I mentioned, yeah, like we I played First Bank uh, Arena, and it was like wow, and yeah, there was a lot of people, but like it doesn't start out with a lot of people because uh, we actually uh, the I played first on that one, and uh, there were there definitely were no locals when it comes to giant yeah. st- uh, stadium style things like that because um, they don't they don't need it, um, but uh, yeah, you know when you start. You know, there's, yeah. there's probably out of that 10,000 cap room, there was probably, you know, a couple hundred right when I started. And like within 10 minutes, there was like a thousand. Yeah. And then, you know, by the end of my set, like the whole place was filled and yeah. it, but it doesn't even happen like that all the time. Sometimes sure. I've definitely played to next to nobody multiple times. Yeah. Thankfully not as much lately, but <laughs> yeah. And I mean, that, that has not changed no matter what industry you're in. Okay. Yeah. It just, you know, it's, it's hard to gauge things with how social media is like, obviously everyone posts like the biggest crap, but as an artist, absolutely you, you know, that stuff happens. I mean, we played in, in Italy on a tour that was, um, it was, we came as Romans, bless the fall, stick to your guns, obey the brave us, a couple other bands. And the, the Italy show had literally like 22 people there. Like, damn, you could sometimes it just misses and yeah. you just, and, and, and you could do that same show in a few weeks or like a couple months if it was changed and it's huge. Yeah, exactly. There's so many factors. There's so much competition when it comes to live music, especially when everything came back so hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
it, it is there's more competition than there's I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Oh, uh, when it comes to shows, there's always people have multiple options to pick from absolutely whatever tickles their fucking fancy, <laughs> which is cool. Yeah, that's good. You know, but on the other on the artist end, like it's got to really do your research now or like do your best kind of research to see what else is going on when you get some of these offers. Cause you know, especially in electronic music, there's so much going on all the time. And especially this time of year with all the festivals and everything right. and crazy. And, are, yeah, you, no, it's, and uh, are you doing many like, um, like B or C markets or are you basically flying into a markets always? Uh, no, I, I not always, uh, I played, um, Here's a, I don't know what, what grade market this is, but they were cool, so it doesn't matter to yeah. me. But I headlined at a just a it was it was in Bozeman, Montana. Heck yeah! Like a couple of months ago, dude. Like it was gorgeous. Like dude, because Florida was a hundred degrees at the time. It was literally last month, um, and I flew into Bozeman, Montana, in this airport that's just literally in the middle of nowhere, and it was like 30 degrees outside in the middle of the day. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, let's fucking go. I hate being hot. Yes. I know. I live in Florida. It's my fucking fault. Right. But like, no, but, but it was just like a little bar that I, I played in or like a little bar venue and dude, just people just came out of everywhere and just absolutely lost their shit. And you know, the, the whole town only has like a population of like 3000 people, I think. Yeah. So no, it's it. But again, I'm sure you know this too. A lot of the times the smallest venues in the weirdest, most off the wall places in the middle of nowhere are the craziest shows. Yeah. Sometimes. And they're, and they're fun. Uh, those, the, like you said, those are my favorite thing. Been used to play. Like um, we played this place called uh, globe hall in uh, Denver on this last tour. And it was like a um, 150 <clears throat> cap room, um, you know, packed out. And that's like as good as it gets right there. Like, Oh, it's so much fun. A tiny yeah. ass room packed to the just wall-to-wall people there's absolutely nothing better and i'm glad this is actually the, well, that was one of the first times that i had been in that situation because yeah. like i had played in small places but i'd never headlined in a small place and like i'm like i'm hoping this is gonna be like it is in band, my band days where this middle of nowhere place was just fucking awesome and it was awesome i mean someone's got to entertain them right <laughs> Yeah. Well, hey, I mean, hey, that was me that day, and I'm all That's for awesome. it. They get they get really crazy. There's, yeah. I, I don't I don't know what all was going on in that venue, uh, but I'm sure they were up to no good sometimes. <laughs> oh, for sure. And uh, <laughs> they they just got they got really crazy. There's been so much bleed over since I've started in the bass music industry, and then where I am now, like, dude, there's just straight up mosh pits and yeah. literal walls of death. Yeah, in these crowds of fucking twenty thousand people, that is just like normal, and yeah. it's like what? Like, are we gonna have hardcore dancing next? Yeah, maybe. I think I think it's probably shuffling, but yeah, true, dude. Well, holy shit! I mean, the your music is very intense, and I I really love EDM music, and I really love the heavier side and darker side of EDM music, and absolutely, and yeah. your stuff is very much there, and then also like your stage presence. Like, if people just saw you as is. Uh, on stage performing and there was metal behind it, people would think you were a metal vocalist, you know? And then a lot of times there is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so it's like, it's it's really cool, that energy. And to me, especially when we're talking about those small rooms and stuff, that's what I love mm-hmm. is the energy that metal music provides. And Absolutely. Your music, is it the, especially since you said you came from like the metal band world, is that like yeah. a big influence on your current music? Absolutely. And uh, 
I just like I, I don't listen to le- to ba- electronic music much. Like when it comes to the the bass music stuff, like I love industrial music, you know, yeah, Nine Inch Nails and even the heavier stuff. But like I don't usually listen to that in, at all in my free time. I, I can't remember the last time I did because like it's just not what really interests me. I've always loved metal. Um, it's always what I listen to. It's in my running playlist. I love to run. I listen to it at the gym. I listen to it while I'm fucking cleaning my studio. It's just, it's always been my favorite. The energy I think is absolutely unmatched and the aggression that can come through is unmatched. Yeah. And, uh, a lot of emotions too. And that's why I grew up listening to it. Mm -hmm. And, um, that has had a huge, huge effect on, uh, what I make now because, like I said, I just love music and to be able to have the the skill to create something that I consider new or at least put my spin on it. Like I do with mixing this bass electronic bass music with metal in, in a kind of a fluid fashion to where you think just kind of blend together into yeah. like kind of its own thing. Um, I'm, I'm just, I'm just stoked that I have the ability to do that. And that like, I was able to try to give it a shot really because it, you know, there wasn't a, t- there wasn't a lot of it. And um, it's pretty cool that it's getting, there's a lot more of that blending in now musically with a lot of things, but yeah, I, I just want to take that, that fucking raw aggression and that just that, that, that emotionally driven tone, whether it's anger or sadness or any of these things that, that metal can bring like, Basically, uh, there's this band called Spite. I'm, I'm sure you've heard yeah. of them. They're fucking insane. There's a, one of their songs, Born to Please. Um, it, was, it was so fucking heavy, and it just popped up on my Spotify when I was at the gym. And I'm like, holy fuck, what the fuck is this? Holy shit. <laughs> and then like, I immediately was inspired to make like a really fucking aggressive song. Like I just ran from the gym back home. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to do something that gives me this kind of like, holy shit feeling. Yeah. And that's always what I try to do is just blend the intensity of metal with uh, the really cool things you can do with electronic elements and, you know, synths and orchestral stuff. Cause you know, I do, do a shitload a of, of the yeah. choirs and the symphonic stuff and the, the expression that that brings to the table again, as you know, cause I know you program and write all the, all, all the stuff for the Browning. Yeah. And uh, it's just, it brings a whole nother level to it. And so, I, yeah, I, I want to be, I want people to be like, wow, that really reminds me of metal, but it's not, Yeah. but it sounds like it, but it's not, <laughs> but it makes me feel the same way. Right. That's what I want. And so like, what was the moment that had you want to do that? Like go from being like in a band to an EDM quote unquote artist or bass music artist that um, how's the aggressive music? Like, was there like a show you went to that you're like, okay, I want to make this crap now. Or was it just hearing an artist or what was it that inspired you to want to even get into doing this? Cause like, have you been uh, doing a uh, swarm for like five years now or so? Yeah, I think right around five. Yeah. Yeah. And so what five years ago, what was that moment that was like, I'm going to do this? Well, I'm going to have to, before I answer that, I'm going to answer it with like a quick little antidote anecdote uh, that will kind of tell you why I started doing it. And it's after the band, uh, I didn't, I started uh, my mental health really took a nosedive 
after some shit had happened in my life uh, about a decade ago. And I kind of vanished from the band's life. Like we weren't really doing anything and we had already kind of just started just, you know, practicing sometimes just for fun and that's it. But I kind of left because I, I just had, I shut down, you know, sometimes you get so overwhelmed that you just shut yeah, down. Sure. And I had some things that happened that really took a toll on me. And uh, so then, so I just kind of left that and I've since reunited with them and they're really awesome. And my old drummer was over my house just a few days ago, but I left for their lives and I quit music altogether. I sold all my, cause I had my amps, my guitars, I sold all of it. I just was so depressed for so long. And I just got a regular job, I worked at a surf shop for a decade and, uh, or basically, yeah, I know a decade. Cause I worked there during the band too, but, uh, and just kind of threw all of my, uh, my woes and my sorrows into work and uh, never really gave it a second thought. And during this time I had been really uh, struggling with anorexia. I, I had a really severe, I developed a really severe eating disorder. And I know that now it's because there's a lot of things that were out of control in my life at the time. And I wanted to feel like I had control over something. Um, thank you, therapy. Yeah. Um, but uh yeah. So I, I did with that for a while and I finally recovered. I definitely got to a near death state of uh, physical health there for a while. But then I, my grandma died and it kind of shook me out of it. And I'm like, Oh shit. Like, like I said earlier, like I only got one shot at this. Mm. Like, what am I doing? And I'm just like, I'd still been obsessed with music this whole time. And I'm just like, fuck, like I, I want to be making music. And then Right around that same time is when uh, my friend took me to see Excision, who's like an aggressive bass yeah. music artist. And back then he was doing a lot of metal inspired stuff. And and I'm like, dude, this is this is metal, but it's electronic. Like I can see the, the drops or the breakdowns They're, You know, I'm like, I want to do this, but I don't want to do it like that. Yeah. Like I want to do it. That actually does sound like a breakdown. And it's like, there's like double kick and there's fucking all this, there's cool metal fills and there's all those things. I just, I saw that and it inspired the shit out of me at that time. Cause I was already ready to get back into music. And I'm just like, I bet I could learn to do this. So I just went online and I'm just like, how the fuck do I make, <laughs> how do I make music by myself? And uh, I bought like a little, you know, $30 keyboard and it came with like a little trial of um, Ableton Live, which is the program I use still now, but it was like a little tiny version of like a free freeware version of it. And uh, I just got obsessed and I just rediscovered all of my love for music all over again and how much I loved creating it and the feelings it gave me and how much I could express, my, uh, express myself through it. And yeah, one thing led to another and I just obsessively kept learning and learning and learning. And uh finally I'm at a place where I can actually feel confident in what I, what I do, because like I had, like I, I started swarm basically three months after I bought my first keyboard and learned how to, you know, f put bloop bloop notes on a fucking <laughs> Ableton live. So yeah. it's been a growing process and it's been, it's been really fulfilling to be able to, uh, to say I have like my life back in, uh, and, you know, for all intents and purposes, because, you know, yeah. when you struggle with mental health issues, they don't really go away. You just kind of learn to control it and, you know, let it uh, not dominate your, your thoughts and everything. But yeah, like I had my music back. I felt more fulfilled. 
I, I had my life back and I met some people that uh, ran like a local nightclub here and showed them my stupid little songs that were just absolutely terrible yeah. and uh, got a, got a slot opening and then more opening. And then one thing led to another and I just didn't give up. And here I am. Yeah. And then, I mean, that's awesome. It's, it's one of those things that um, like as a creative, it will always kind of eat away at you if you're not like fulfilling that part of you. And absolutely. It, it is a, also a, a good distraction from a lot. Um, it, to me, it's, yeah. it's one of the best feelings to like, no matter what's happening anywhere, if I sit down and I spend like eight hours and I'm just in a groove and I finish a song like all in one day and go listen to it, that's one of the best, mm -hmm. most, um, satisfying like moments every time for me. Oh, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. And when you're like, how the fuck did I make this? Right. <laughs> or like, when you're like, damn, I love this. And like, I, because I, I'm not ashamed to say it, like. I make the music that I want to hear that I don't feel exists. Yeah. And dude, I listen to my own music all the time. I'm not Same. afraid to admit it because it's exactly yeah. what I love to hear. Like I love what I do. And that's my promise to myself is I'm not going to be doing this if I don't love what I'm doing. Yeah. Now there's going to be aspects of it. You don't love like, you know, travel or, you know, layovers or fucking shitty hotels or not hotels at all yeah. or whatever. Um, but like if I'm happy with, uh, with the music I make and I love listening to it. That's all that matters to me. And if I, the I have a really, you know, a very, very sincere message in my music and that's all mental health focus because, you know, at the end of the day, it, it it's my release from the things that I struggle with and have and continue to struggle with. So yeah. it's uh, there's no better feeling than sitting back and be like, shit, that's awesome. Yeah. Hell <laughs> yeah, baby. Definitely. Let's go. Yeah, it, and you can always surprise yourself in music too, and you you know especially if you're trying to push boundaries in interesting ways, like like with what you do or like with what I do with the Browning. If, and if I really figure something out, I'm just like I actually did it. Like that that works, and it sounds sick, and I love it. You know, and uh, yeah, I, I think it's I think it's super important for creative people to have that outlet, even if it's just for yourself. Like you don't release the music, you can sit there and yeah, listen to yeah. it. Like it's feels good. Um, yeah. And, and even if there are any creators that are making music, they don't think is good enough to release. I would encourage you to, even if you're like, I don't know if this is like quite right. Or if like the more you release your music, the more you're going to learn, the more you're going to be confident in actually doing it. And I know a lot of people, I just, you just reminded me of that, Johnny. I'm sorry to derail you're the good. conversation here, you're good. but yeah, no release it, do it because Definitely. Yeah, it might not be perfect, but like the more you do it, the more confident you're going to get. And uh, the more it's going to feel natural to just, yeah, that's true. just put it out and, and, and put it out into the world and see what happens. Yeah, because if, if you're like timid to put a song out because you don't want to receive some bad feedback and you're like right, scared yeah. of it. And then, you gotta, when, yeah, you got to do it. You know, once you get a couple bad comments and you're like, well, that wasn't that bad, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, dude, I was terrified. Yeah. I was terrified. Like, I remember the first, like, like thing I got not one of the first but like one of the bigger ones I had I've been working towards to get rejected from I'm just like okay well I mean that's over and I'm just like wow you know I'm actually not that upset because like I've been doing this for a while and it's just like if the time the time will come or the time will come yeah. like it's not going to bother me it's not going to affect me either way definitely and um yeah. so with with like the success that you're having in this because like five years is still pretty fresh uh in like a it is 
in a career like this. And so yeah. um, mm-hmm. you're doing some of the biggest stuff out there. Like you're doing really sick festivals and obviously you're doing really well, even in these small clubs and everything. So like in this oversaturated realm of music, not just EDM, but just music as a whole, like mm-hmm. what do you think it is about what you're doing as to why people are listening and paying attention? Do you think it's because the music itself or because your presence or because like, like why are people caring about you rather than someone else? Well, I don't think it has to be either or yeah, just to just say like, I definitely think that I can be, uh, you know, there are people like I love swarm and I love blah, 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 blah. That's, that's totally normal. Um, I mean, I think I would like to think, that it's the way I do it, which is just purely authentic. Like I don't, I don't have to, I don't play highlight reels and, and leave out the shitty stuff because I just think that's really disingenuous. And like, I've been plenty open with people that like, yeah, uh, not everything is good at all. And I'm not trying to get your sympathy. It's just like, I put a heart and soul into this. And I know that that is, I would say the heart and soul that I put into it is why um, I have had the little success I've had um, in the large scheme of things. Cause you know, the creators are never satisfied, Yeah. but, um, <laughs> and I'm really grateful for it. Um, like it's, I would like to say, I just, everything I do is directly from the heart and that's just all it is. If I, I don't put things out that I don't like, I, I, I take my time on what I do and I make sure it's done right. I put a lot of thought into everything. Um, and like also online, like, you know, the social media thing where everybody's trying to get people's attention. Um, I'm not saying I'm amazing at it by any means, but I, I, I just let my personality do the, do the stuff. Like if I want to do a stupid, like parody, uh, the book phone, te- telephone or a uh, TV uh, buying show ad, like, uh, you know, the, the home shopping network yeah. style ad, but I'm talking about my music and a really ironic. That's actually a really good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to have to do that. Infomercial. Oh my Oh yeah. I, I've done an infomercial, but not for my music, actually. Not really. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, I guess I have, but not quite like the home shopping network. Okay. I'm going to do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like that kind of stuff. Like I, I, I like, you know, my music is really dark. It's very serious. The message is incredibly heartfelt and like very like emotionally dear to me, but also not everything is dark, you know, yeah. like no matter, I just make sure that people understand that like, yes, this is the side of me that loves this. But like, also I acknowledge the fact that nobody can be dark and brooding their entire life. <laughs> like I like comedy. Yeah, I do. You know, I love laughing believe it or not, even though my online quote unquote persona <laughs> is exaggerated version of me that doesn't, you know, kind of hates fun and, you know, hates leaving, going anywhere that has to do with the sun or, you know, all this kind of stuff or, you know, it, yeah, that's definitely an exaggerated version of me, but it's not too far off. Yeah. <laughs> so like, but I like, I like comedy. And so to be able to just make myself laugh doing something stupid with a green screen in my studio, which I, yeah literally I'm going to do as soon as we're done here because <laughs> I have to do a couple of videos, but like that is something that doesn't happen a lot. Like usually there's style and no substance or there's substance, and no style. I'd like to think that I just show everybody my entire personality 
directly up front. And I'm just not, I'm not holding myself higher or think, taking yeah. myself as seriously as, you know, anybody else. Like I'm, I, I acknowledge that I'm just a dude who makes music for sure. And uh, I hope they hear the sincerity in everything I do. And yeah. I think the sincerity, heart and soul, that's, that's, I think that's what I have going for me. Cause I don't have to hold anything back or, you know, pretend to be somebody I'm not. Cause it's just all the things I already like. Yeah. And so you're um, very much so in the, in the kind of route that a lot of these smaller up and coming metal bands have where it's like, they're just showing their personality and being authentic mm-hmm. on socials rather than like, only posting pictures of like these massive festivals or them like partying or cars and all this stuff. Like you're posting a funny video of you doing like a book reading or something and just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I read everyone poops. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so it's (laughs) like, uh, you know, you're doing funny stuff just like any normal freaking person would. And so it's, it's just nice to see that kind of stuff and see like a real personality rather than just a, quote unquote, like famous person, you know, that's not that interesting. I appreciate that. And I think that especially in this day and age that the front facing iPhone video Uh, is what really goes off now online. Yeah. Like people do want less polished, like when it comes to, you know, there's always going to be a place for the very polished uh, look and like everything's incredibly curated and like their feed looks, you know, fucking perfect, man. You know, it's, it's all the same colors and shit. You know, yeah. it's, it goes, it slowly fades to black and white at the end. You know, like there's always going to be a time and a place for that because it is cool. Yeah. But people want authenticity. Honestly, I do believe that. And that's why I've been like this. Yeah. Is because people like seeing other people be human and when I think a lot of people now have a very good read on when somebody is doing this to hold themselves at a higher you know level than somebody else or showing off yeah. and a lot of people I think I think the rise of TikTok kind of helped that a little bit and and it also probably made it worse in a lot of other ways but yeah um, yeah I think people like seeing authenticity seriously yeah and so how did like um, with the social side of it. Um, like I, I struggle to post anything that's relevant to like my career. I like, cause if I'm just out and about, I'm pretty much like taking pictures of my baby and my wife and like, I can't just sit there and post that all day, you know? Yeah. Um, I gotcha. And so it's like, uh, I struggle with the social side to like try to be interactive. So how do you keep yourself motivated on the social side to be doing this stuff? Like, how do you not get burnout? Like, as an artist, <laughs> well, let me let me uh, say first of all, I absolutely get burnt out. Yeah, for sure, I absolutely, still get burnt out. Um, but I think not when you're not on. Even like I, I didn't never was really on social media a lot. I, if you're posting all the time, you're probably going to be on it more than you would be if you were not posting all the time. And and I think the more social media we ingest, the worse off our brain is. Oh, for sure. I I do. I do believe that. And I think that there's an unrealistic expectation for people now in the music industry. And it doesn't matter what industry you're in. It's just from social media. It's this bar of like, you need to be posting and making things every single fucking day. (laughs) That's how you're going to grow. And it's just like, You've got to be fucking kidding me. So it wasn't always like that. Yeah. But like, again, with like TikTok and all these things, like it's like post once today, you know, once a day to, to grow your fucking following, bro. It's like, uh, I'm like, luckily my team, I've always been very upfront with the people I work with. I'm like, listen, 
I did do the, you know, the, the creating and posting things all the time thing. And, and I'm, I need to like back off from that a little bit because like, I'm starting to hate doing it. Yeah. And that's exactly what I refuse to do. And so, like I said, like, I know I need to, I have two things I need to do that I, um, but I'm going to, you know, just goof off on the front of the camera and see what fucking sticks. But, you know, that is an unrealistic ex. People should not be fucking constantly making things on their phone just to get in front of people's eyes. Yeah. It, it, you can, if that's your job, fine. You know, that's, that's truly cool. If, if you love doing it, fine. But like, there's a point where it's going to start biting you in the ass. And I, I think that it's really unfair to require all musicians to be fucking content factories <laughs> and like video editors and yeah. animators now. Like let them fucking focus on the music. Like it's okay. In my opinion, like if, if you're not on somebody's feet every fucking day, like good. (laughs) It's like, like I, I, that makes it even when you do post something more cool to me. Yeah. You know, maybe that just shows my fucking age, but I don't care. That's (laughs) just how I think. Yeah. Well, and I, um, over the course of the pandemic, I just backed off of everything. I was like, I'm not going to sit here and spam people with crap that, doesn't matter right now and it's just another thing that they see so like there right. were people that literally thought that like i stopped writing music that i was just done and i was just so whenever i came yeah. out and said like hey new albums dropping in two months they were like holy crap and so i was like if i would have been bombarding yeah. them that whole time it would have totally taken away from whenever something that actually mattered right happening. dude you gotta leave the mystery let the mystery be the mystery yeah it's like are they broken up are they <laughs> making another album yeah. like it's it's that's always been part of the fun for me yeah for sure you know it's just like oh man you know god it makes me so sad this album was so good and i have to wait you know probably two or three years mm-hmm. and then when they did come out it's like yes let's go oh fuck yeah and <laughs> you know like my favorite band of all time is rammstein and i've literally since i was a kid it's been my favorite band ever and so you know, there was like a 10 year period between albums. They are still touring, but they, they operate under the same like rules on themselves. Is like, if we're not feeling it, if we're not feeling like writing right now, we're tour. Yeah. We, if we, if we feel like we need to take a break, not break up, take a break and all do our own things for a few months or a year. That's fine. This will always be here. Yeah. And you know, I think it's a great model to live by, even though it's definitely a lot harder this day and age, definitely. but so yeah if you're posting every day i just think it kind of ruins the mystery of what is actually happening so we need to because romstein's also my favorite band so are you fucking kidding me <laughs> yeah, dude hilarious. i saw um uh on on the last album your newest one where i had the one in german like yep. uh got, got this uh todd yeah dude yeah. <laughs> so fucking sick. i'm like oh fuck yeah i, I literally because i didn't know you then yeah and i'm like i wonder if he likes rammstein <laughs> listen, i bet he does yeah go listen to that <laughs> song and you're like this is rammstein or at least the pathetic oh that's one of my favorites it. on it for sure yeah and so like uh let's just talk about how good rammstein is and why yeah let's fucking talk about rammstein yeah because like I, I do think that they are the perfect band in so many roots and so many ways. Obviously, their live shows are on another level, but mm-hmm. just musically in general, they completely changed my vision on what can create like a catchy song because I don't know crap yeah. that they're saying at all. Right, I can sing the songs, you know exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I was for a while. Then I'm like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm gonna. Gonna learn I'm going to go learn this. Yes. And I haven't <laughs> learned like all of it 
Yeah. But now I can understand a large majority of what they're saying. And regardless, even then I still like looked up the lyrics and like read along in English while uh-huh. I was listening to it the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, like that on their new album, Angst. Dude, it's the, a crazy album. Dude, it is so heavy. Yes. And it's like to 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 modern metal standards, like that's not heavy. Yeah. But like to in its own its own right, like it's just so driving and you just want to fuck yep. beat somebody's face in. <laughs> it's fucking dope, dude. Yeah. It's just insane. And and that's what they've created is like they've set their own bar for everything they do. They don't care about other people's bars. As a matter yes. of fact, they probably light those people's bars on fire. <laughs> Let's be real. And, and I, that's, that's that's what they've always done. That's I feel like, honestly, I feel like German bands do that more than anyone else, where they don't care what anyone else is doing. Like, also, one of my favorite bands ever, We Butter the Bread with Butter. Also, Oh, yeah, dude. Know, like, Fantastic band. Love their new album, too. And, yeah, their new album's their best one that they put out. Like, And they, they just Definitely. do this, like random really sick stuff that is not like anyone else and they're just doing it because they're doing it so there's something about germans same with like electric cowboy you know they're just freaking doing their Mm -hmm. thing and so all my favorite artists are all german for whatever reason uh but with rammstein they're um what i love about it because again i i don't i have a general idea of what some songs mean but in general i don't know um but there's mm-hmm. this emotion that you get out of the melodies and the like yeah. tone of the voice that you can know mm-hmm. exactly what at least they're feeling in the song yeah. without knowing what so the much expression. Are. Yeah. So much expression in his voice. Yeah, and, and then just the melodies too. Like they have such mm-hmm. emotional melodies. Um they change my perspective to where it's like the chorus doesn't even have to be a singing chorus. The chorus can just be like a synth melody. So a lot of burning mm-hmm. songs um, I don't even sing on the chorus or I do like a random little like chanty thing. Uh, and but yeah. the chorus is this huge synth melody. So you let the yeah. music do the singing for the chorus, you know? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Rammstein's yeah, one I of the only bands I know. Too. Yeah, Rammstein's one of the only bands I know that really do that. And they that is there's so many reasons why they're the perfect example of longevity yep. and doing things your own way and saying, fuck you to everyone else. Like we're going to do this anyway. <laughs> yeah. Because like, that's the reason why they've been around for, you know, almost 30 years now mm-hmm. and are still sell- now they're you know, selling out fucking stadiums, which is just insane. You know, like there are no dark bands like that from here yeah. that are at that, especially in a different language. Like that's like, you know, <laughs> God, that's like, just, can you imagine like, yeah, it's just it, they've really carved their own way, and that's I've looked up to them and the way they've done things constantly and always have. And that is definitely I don't live by the same rules, but it's inspired the rules that I have made for myself. Yeah, and uh, and how I've approached this entire thing, and uh, it's uh, it's pretty inspiring. Yeah, just every everything about it. Um... And I've, because I was even talking to my, you know, talking to my wife about music, because I, I talk too much about everything that I do. But the, <laughs> like, I was telling her, I'm like, Rammstein, like, in my eyes, is pretty much like the biggest band in the world currently. Like, yes, Metallica sells out stadiums, but like, so does Rammstein. Like, and, but they, yeah. I feel like Rammstein would actually sell out stadiums faster than Metallica and for a higher ticket price, too. Like, well, I mean, you're getting a just, it's like a, it's not just a fucking concert. It's like a, an entire fucking theatrics event. It's and crazy. It's, 
It's like you're half going to Broadway, except like a thousand times bigger <laughs> and, and just it's so elaborate and yeah. just the, the logistics <laughs> of getting that fucking stage all I around the world and, and how they do it. Just insane. And it's, it's just so cool. The whole thing is just, I've been to a lot of fucking concerts and there's just, I nothing, none of them give me the feeling that they have. Yeah, I would love to go see them with their new setup, how they have like the flame towers halfway through the crowd. Mm-hmm. And like, yep. I, I need to go see them on this new setup. They're, um, yeah, I think they're playing in San Antonio next hey. month. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to. They're, they're everywhere. I mean, there's Minneapolis, there's yeah. LA, of course, there's New York or New Jersey. That's when I'll be going to. And so you said uh, earlier, you know, like you mainly listen to like industrial, and Rammstein is like industrial rock, you know, in that realm. Um, oh yeah, I I live. That's that's what I listen to. Yeah. <laughs> I should have just said I listen to Rammstein on a daily basis. <laughs> not, not really any other music exists. No, it's yeah, definitely, uh, definitely my thing. That's, so that's industrial music as a whole. Like, um, I don't personally listen to industrial a lot because the songs can be really droney. Um, like like real industrial stuff is like pretty droney to me, uh, and just not a lot going on sometimes. I think Rammstein's kind of an outlier in, uh-huh. in the genre a little bit, but um, like, what about uh, other industrial stuff? Is it that catches your attention as an artist or makes you inspired? Yeah, uh, well, I think that the if you're if that is what in, I get what you're saying about the droney harshness, yeah, you know, kind of just like aimlessly wandering around. That's not really the kind of industry I listen to okay. uh, because I don't like overly noisy things usually For sure. unless it's done in a tasteful way. Like um, a good like balance in the middle is like Nine Inch Nails, the Downward Spiral album. Like there was a lot of melody, a lot of just stompy fucking punch your mama in the face shit. <laughs> and then there was a lot of, uh, you know, some of the noisier stuff, which I didn't like as much. But yeah, uh, the industrial I listen to is definitely more of the cleaner style. Mm-hmm. Um there's a a great example of a really clean styled industrial uh, artist, um, kind of more pop industrial, I think, but uh, uh, aesthetic perfection. Uh-huh. He's um, incredibly clean, like very crisp production, but like super, like you know, sometimes the drums are metallic, like has like a nice crunch, like you know, a Slipknot has their fucking percussionist, yeah. and you know, he's banging on the trash can drums and shit like that but um in like you know like electronic drum format and lots of like driving techie arps with the bass line that are just really fucking like stomp 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 yeah um that's the kind of stuff i listen to like uh older combi christ yeah is uh i saw them open for rammstein that's how i found out about them uh the hey you what the fuck is wrong with you or what the yeah. fuck is wrong with you people album. That is a great example. They have some noisier stuff, but like it's much more focused and aggressive. Um, a lot of the stuff has kind of bled over into the cyberpunk realm, like the cyberpunk genre. Yeah. And, uh, but I, I like that cleaner style of industrial that kind of walks the line between um, the really aggressive, noisy stuff and the stuff that is like polished and, yeah. and just really heavy and clean. Uh, there's a band called health. Um, that I'm working with uh, right now from uh, from California. They like they're they walk the line between the noisy and the very melodic uh, stuff, while still being very heavy and still having some rock in it. 
that's a good one. For, that's a good introduction to okay. uh, just some industrial shit. They did a song with Ghost Main. They really take all the genres across the board and mix them into the the industrial realm. Just kind of like I mix everything I love on earth into bass music. Yeah. And that that's, yeah, I, I think me and you have like the exact same taste in music. Uh, probably. <laughs> and it's uh, probably yes. Yeah. I and, mean, I love your fucking band. I've literally been a fan of the Browning <laughs> since like 2015. Well, I appreciate and, that. Like I've seen y'all live in Tampa, the Orpheum, I think. Ooh, yeah. uh, like y'all no, that's why I love your music so much is because it is different. You're one of the only people that I've ever heard like successfully incorporate. I mean, you got the dope, you know, really uh, lower Keschel shit, the the contact style, like uh, yep. synths and the fucking hard style, hard which is style. just crazy. Yeah. And <laughs> I love hard style too. And there's definitely a lot of that influence in a lot of my songs too. Yep. Just again, not as noisy because hard style can be like super noisy sometimes. Yeah. I don't like that. Um, but like the cleaner styling. Exactly. That. And that's why I love your music. Thank you. And uh, yeah. that's why it's always caught my attention. I've always been on the lookout for new music and new albums because like it's just fucking dope yeah well i appreciate that and put a lot of work into it and with the with the hard style influence basically i just wanted to take my favorite parts of hard style which is the more melodic yeah. like uh the big climax parts of hard style and i just yeah. wanted to put that in because those are always my favorite parts the drops the big climaxes and so i'm, I'm right there with you i'm, I'm kind of i like elements of industrial and uh like the more chaotic like edm stuff too but i want that stuff kind of in the background to give it motion and to yeah. give it like a atmosphere but i don't want that as like yeah. the forefront you know of and, course yeah absolutely and that's pretty much how i approach my stuff too heck yeah i kind of keep the orchestral stuff a lot i push it more to the forefront because like i do want that to be a focal point but yeah uh yeah it's it's kind of just a different means yeah to the same end heck yeah and i mean it's uh i like your stuff because it is very melodic and it has those dark melodics that was another thing that drew me into hard style as opposed to other edm genres especially at the time that i got into it is hard style was like the darkest edm music back then pretty um, much yeah heaviest much. and darkest like there's barely any happy sounding hard style you know and uh so it's just I, there I is know, there know. is but it's more more happy hard style yeah and the, <laughs> the jump style stuff gets a little, little yeah yeah and so you think people are going to start uh shuffling and doing some jump style at shows and then open up a, a wall of death and then kill each other and <laughs> all that you see all that going on <laughs> i don't know about that but i've seen i've seen i've seen <laughs> more gigantic mosh pits and and walls of death in gigantic crowds while really aggressive bass music is playing than I ever thought I would ever see in my and, life. And is that, uh, cause actually w I went to a festival recently. It was at so what fest and there was a lot of uh, rap artists there and they were calling for mosh pits. So is it, uh -huh. is it like a thing that the artists I know, are calling man, a just, lot more for, or is it just the crowds are naturally going for it? I don't do that. I don't do that because I don't want, I want them to do what they want to do. Yeah. Um, now if, if, if I feel like the energy is right, like it, it, I then you know, and especially if it was my show, yeah. And I thought that they wanted to do that. Like if I had seen them, if I saw like little signs that they wanted it, like like a couple people had like kind of timidly st tried to start one or something. Yeah, exactly. Like then I'd be like, all right, let's fucking open this place up, <laughs> which I've done before, and yeah. it, and it did, and it like, but like, because I, I can tell that like they just they needed some 
they needed like some reassurance that it was okay. Yeah, definitely. And uh, but besides that, yeah, no, I I'm gonna I don't like pressuring the I don't like pressuring them to feel like they want to do anything <laughs> yeah. that they don't want to do. See, I'm, I'm you little, know, there's, there's we've all been in the audience where somebody's like, do you know, somebody on stage is like, all right, everybody's do this. And no, like, we're like, no, I don't want to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I don't want to be a dick, but like also like you know. So I, I try to walk that line too. Yeah, and, and it is very important as like a front man and like you, you are the 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 person up there. It's nice to be right. able to have that experience to gauge the crowd of like, okay, maybe today yeah. I'm not going to call for circle pits. Um, you know, right? <laughs> it's, so okay, yeah. today, today's a put your hands in the crowd in the air and clap type of day, not a mm-hmm. not a circle pit uh, wall of death type of day. And <laughs> <laughs> both are okay. Both yeah, are okay. Definitely. And uh, yeah, I mean, I I really I really like your like your music a ton, and me and you have to collaborate on stuff. Uh, oh fuck yeah, it has to happen. And absolutely, uh, along with everything you're doing in your music and your social presence on this podcast as well, you've been very authentic. And so everything you're doing, I think, is totally legit. I love it. Um, and Thank I'm you. just excited to see everything that you do. I appreciate it. I can't wait to make a fucking song with you. It's gonna be amazing. Let's do it, Let's do it it's right. Gonna, um, it's gonna. <laughs> blow the tops off of people's skulls uh in 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 surprise and fear and also uh being fucking stoked there's no doubt about it heck yeah well thank you so much for talking to me man i appreciate you thank you for having me dude have a great day yeah you too bye thank you for listening through that episode and making it all the way to the end and before you move on to the next episode i would like to ask you again to please leave a five-star review that helps push us to the algorithm and we are one of the fastest growing metal podcasts in the world and so that helps it grow even more and to reach more people and so again thank you so much for listening and we'll see you in the next one (laughs) 